Heads up, friends. The unofficial Shopify podcast is made by indie entrepreneurs for indie entrepreneurs and may contain material not suitable for all audiences, like swearing or economics. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, your Shopify theme. It's not up to date, right? If, and I'm guessing the thing that's holding you back from updating is the, the fear of losing customizations. But then that's leaving your store behind in bug fixes and the latest features, right? Okay, what if there was a way to update your themes without losing your customizations? Enter Out of the Sandbox's Theme Updater Plus. Look, Out of the Sandbox knows Shopify themes inside and out. They've been around, and their premium themes are used by over 80,000 e-com stores. And for years, their theme updater has helped countless Shopify store owners keep their themes updated while preserving their unique settings. Theme Updater Plus's new Pro Plan gets you access to detailed line-by-line info about your customizations, making it easier to maintain them and update them. And their new Vault feature automatically makes backups of your product theme collection order and customer data. So don't wait until a missed update causes lost sales or a staff mishap causes data loss. Invest in Theme Updater Plus today and enjoy peace of mind knowing your store is always up to date, personalized, and backed up. Find Theme Updater Plus in the Shopify App Store or head to outofthesandbox.com. That's Theme Updater Plus by Out of the Sandbox. On today's show, we are discussing a mother's quest to end skin woes and build a brand. We're joined by Amy Tucker, the founder of Salty Britches. Salty Britches, it's such a good name. A brand born out of a mother's need to help her son enjoy the ocean. So today, I'm your host, Kurt Elster. Well, I suppose I'm your host on every episode of the show. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. Tech nasty. And this is the unofficial Shopify podcast. So let's let's hop on this roller coaster of brand creation, my friends. Amy, welcome. How you doing? Thanks for having me, Kurt. I'm doing great. I am I'm thrilled to have you. We we talked a few weeks ago and I you know, about your store uh, and some some strategy, some vision, just giving you an outside perspective. But I really enjoyed it. You know, when I meet with someone, I go and I enjoy the conversation. I think you know I I want to talk to them more, and also let's make some content out of that. That's really how we're getting these podcast guests. Uh, <laughs> we come to you crawling and begging for help. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then you're like, hey, there's a story here. <laughs> And your help is great, by the way. It really did help. I well, I'm glad to hear it. I I don't know about crawling and begging, but I am <laughs> I am happy to help. So, salty britches. Let's start with what it is. What what's your store? What do you sell? Right. So, salty britches. It's a solution to saltwater chafing. We thought originally this was just a coastal solution for the ocean for anyone that suffers from the painful irritation from spending any time in saltwater. Little did we know this would completely go a different direction than we anticipated, but now we're working a lot in the endurance space, running, um, any kind of backcountry, hiking, climbing, and we also work with the U.S. military. So we have found that our customer is really that go-getter that really is putting themselves in some difficult, painful, um, if you will, situations where they're just trying to get better and work really, really hard, and that can cause a lot of friction Um, blisters on your feet, or just general chafing from spending time out in the elements. And what we discovered really by accident 
when our son was about six years old, he really wanted to play in the ocean and boogie board. And we'd go on vacation. We live in South Carolina and we would vacation on the coast. And within five minutes of him playing in the ocean, he was so miserable that he wanted to go back to the room or go to the pool. It was always this back and forth, back and forth. And after we'd shuck all the stuff to the beach, you know, he wanted to turn around and go back to the room because he was in so much pain from this chafing. So we started on this quest to find a solution and we tried all the things and nothing worked in salt water. It didn't work very well. It didn't last very long or it would transfer to his board or it was white and he would suffer and get it under his arms and on his chest and he didn't want to wear a rash guard because that made it worse. So he just said, you know, I want something that's clear that will last all day in the ocean. It's not sticky and doesn't attract sand. So those were my marching orders. And after a couple of years of not finding a solution, I just took to my kitchen and blended a solution that worked for him. And then it worked for a lot of the other people that we would vacation with. And then word got around that I made this goo (laughs) and demand kind of went nuts. Uh, So we found ourselves completely torn of what to do. I had a full-time career, a completely different life. Um, very comfortable in my career and my husband was too and in our typical life and us you know just a suburban neighborhood and now here we are with a product that we created just for our kid and people found out about it so we had to decide do we keep going with this and do we make this a real product or do we pull the plug because it just about killed us both to do the full-time career and then this little side gig of salty britches. So that's kind of the short and dirty story of how we got here. So, well, how how long has this been going on? When did you start? Gosh, I made it. My son is 17. So he was six years old when we first took to the kitchen. Um, And I say we because it was really kind of a family affair with my husband and I um, blending and filling. I have a chemistry background, so I had a little bit of knowledge of what to do. Um, Some, you know, knowledge on different raw materials. And that just came from a chemistry degree and a, you know, 20 year career in pharmaceuticals and engineering. So he was around six years old. So we blended and experimented with this formula for four years without anyone knowing we even were doing this. You know, I didn't know this was even a solution to a larger problem. This was just for my kid. That was my only concern. So we did that for four years. And then in 2017, people found out about it. And started communicating with me and messaging me on Facebook. I didn't even have an Instagram. I had a love-hate relationship with social media. I had zero followers. Like, it it was not a thing. (laughs) And then people started messaging us. So in 2018, we had decided, all right, we're going to go all in. And we sold everything we owned. We sold our home. We took our kid out of private school, moved him to public school, and moved to a tiny house and bootstrapped the whole thing. So that's, that's how long it's been going on. And here we are, 2023. We've had a real business, you know, with all the real things associated with it for about five years. But and in fact, we've been doing this a lot longer than five years. So when you first created this product, when it was just a, a thing you made in your kitchen for your kid to do something that they enjoyed, like I, I would bend over backwards if my kid said, there is a physical activity outdoors that I will do if you could just solve this one 
truly terrible problem of chafing. Like chafing, the worst. Nobody wants chafing. Um, and nobody wants to talk about chafing, which is so funny. But nobody wants it. It is super painful and it can really screw up your adventure or whatever you're doing, whether it's playing soccer, which he did, or you know, playing any kind of sports or going outside for a hike. I mean, when you experience chafing or blisters on your feet, that's a that's a deal breaker. You know, you're done. You don't want to keep going. It hurts. The the uh, in entrepreneurship, I have been exposed to an entire world of products that exist to prevent chafing because it is a it, it's a true pain to solve, right? Uh yes. Thigh Society sells uh underwear, long like bike style shorts that prevent yep. thigh chafing. They call it lovingly, they call it chub rub, which I've I've always yep. enjoyed. Um, you know, a whole like runners for sure, you know, have this stuff. Um, you know, lots of lots of products out there to prevent chafing. Did none of those were gonna work because this is like a saltwater specific application? Bingo. This turned out to be cracking the code for this turned out to be a really big deal um no none of those other products held up in salt water they would initially for maybe 10 minutes and then it was a constant reapplication um fabric we discovered so fabric is woven and that's more surface area so when you get out of salt water the water evaporates the salt ions are left behind and there's more surface area in fabric for them to cling to which made the problem even worse so if you're already irritated and then you have on say a rash guard and they're not all created equal some rash guards are better than others some some bathing suits are better than others and they are getting better at trying to find fabric but it's still surface area so because our kid was just so extra sensitive, it didn't matter what the fabric was. It was just making it worse. So he tried basketball shorts. He tried underwear, no underwear, the rash guards, no rash guards. We did everything from Vaseline to A&D, Body Glide. I mean, there are countless options. But what the first thing we did was to make our way to the fancy surf shop. Surely this is a problem that affects more than just my son. Do they have any solutions? You guys went down but, to Ron John, the only <laughs> surf shop I know. Well, no. Um, we went. To, we were in Folly Beach in Charleston, South Carolina, and McKevlin's, which is one of the oldest surf shops on the East Coast, still there and still sells salty britches. That's where we went. So we were like, if anybody's going to know, these guys will. So I go in. I'm like, you guys have anything for this? Like, he's so miserable. And they're like, we know it's a problem. We hear about it all the time. Just go to the local CVS and get some diaper cream. So we did that. Miserable. It was a white paste, a zinc paste, which is exactly what you need for diaper rash. But it is sticky and it smears and he didn't want people to see the white under his arms and it would transfer to his board and salt would stick or sand would stick to it. It just made the problem worse. So it was just the fact that it was the ocean, which is an extreme condition with a high amount of salt ions and minerals and all that grit that is just rubbing your skin raw. So that turned out to be the most difficult challenge when it came to chafing. And that was our goal to prevent that. And so that's how it translated into triathlon and ultra running. These people are spending time in the ocean. They're getting out of the ocean and they're going through a transition to get on their bike 
and then they go from the bite to the run. So they go from salt water to sweat. And that is a gnarly combination for chafing. And there are lots of products in the triathlon world, um, but something that you don't have to reapply that will withstand all of those conditions. That's how we made a name for ourselves in that space. And then it grew into the ultra running space where people are running 50 and 100 miles at a time, which I didn't know was a thing. Ultra running is, there's a huge following. There's a ton of people that do it. It's an incredible space, but these people are running very long distances and they needed a product that they didn't have to constantly reapply that could withstand water crossings, withstand high heat, high humidity. And that's the other trick is that we're an East Coast formulated brand. And a lot of these competitors are West Coast formulated dry, arid climates. And it was that high humidity and high heat that was such a challenge using those products. So that's what we had to overcome to create a product that could withstand those gnarly East Coast conditions. And my, my wife's a, a Disney blogger, and she did a whole bit to try and solve a similar problem for herself. Um, she she lovingly called it uh, the the boob cream tests. How do you solve <laughs> under boob sweat? And she tested, she bought like all the products off Amazon, tested them um, by applying them in the park and like made, she did it for her podcast and I, it was really funny. Um, but the, where she had like, you know, one on the left, one on the right, and like took notes. And for sure, the products were not created equally. And okay, like that's an antiperspirant different thing, but like they were just all over the place. I consider myself a do-it-yourselfer, but there's no world in which I would ever say, you know what, I'm going to go formulate an anti-chafing product in <laughs> my kitchen. I don't think so either. What, what possessed you? What, did you have some background? Have you done this before? I mean, like no. truly, that one is out there. It is out there, isn't it? I know. It, it is crazy. No, I had no... I've never done anything like this before. It, that's how desperate I was to solve it for my son. My six-year-old was so miserable. So, of course, that in turn made me miserable. I just wanted to hang out on the beach and let my kids swim in the ocean and not cry his eyes out every time we went on vacation. Like, it was creating anxiety for the whole family. He really, really suffered, even more so than other kids did. So, it was just out of a desperate need to fix it. We came home from a really bad vacation where he was so miserable um, and I just had it. So, I mean, while we were at the beach and we were talking to the surf shops and trying all the different products and I mean, we had gone through years of that. I came home and I'm like, I'm just going to fix this. And I knew I have this love for lanolin. Um, lanolin is an amazing raw material that comes from the wool of sheep. And any woman that's breastfed is familiar with lanolin. And lanolin most closely mimics the lipids in human skin more than anything in nature. And like attracts like. So I thought that's a natural place to start. Let me just start with lanolin. And lanolin alone is hard to use. It's hard to spread. It's really thick, um, super sticky. It's just kind of a pain. And all lanolins are not created equal. So I went through that phase of settling on a lanolin from a humane farm that I really liked. So I started with lanolin and then I just started adding other products that would help get to the final product to meet all of his demands. And I say that in a funny way because he was six. I and mean, if anybody's around a six-year-old, you know they can be demanding. <laughs> but they it have opinions for sure. Yeah, it couldn't be white. It had to be clear. 
Um, he didn't want anyone to see it on his skin, you know, because he's big, bad, and six years old. I mean, I'm not going to walk around the beach and somebody can see I have cream all over me. Sunblock is bad enough to get a kid to put on. So it couldn't be white and it couldn't attract sand because, like I said, he was doing it, playing on a boogie board and rolling around in the sand and digging in the sand and doing all the sandy things. And that just makes it more miserable if it's going to stick to everything like Vaseline does. So it couldn't stick to sand or sand couldn't stick to that. Um, and it had to last. If I had to constantly get him to reapply it, he wasn't going to do it. He wasn't going to use it. This is something that had to bond to the skin. That was my goal. And it could last. So I'd mix up the goo. And we went to the beach a few times that year. Every summer we'd go a couple of times and we'd go with other families. So we went this particular next trip and I had a Tupperware container of my goo. And Trent my, Trent, my son, you know, puts it on in all the places, especially under his arms, his chest, his groin. We don't give it another thought. Like, here, you know, use this so you can go play in the ocean. Well, then the other moms asked me about it. And so I'd pass around the Tupperware container and all the condos and all the moms would let their kids use it. And then the dads wanted to use it. And then the moms are kind of using it. And finally, we were all sitting in a circle on the beach. And all the kids had been in the water for hours. Like it had not occurred to me that they hadn't gotten out of the water complaining or walking like a cowboy. There were no crocodile tears. Like it was just not even a thing anymore. And I thought, okay, great. We can hang out on the beach. All the parents are hanging around, you know, solving all of life's problems. The kids aren't getting out of the water. And one of the moms said, you need to tell people about this. You need to post on Facebook that you have a solution to this. And I'm like, are you crazy? This is not a thing. This is just my son really suffered. And this stuff works for him. And that's the end of that. She's like, no, I'm telling you, there's a there's a need for this. Ready to double your revenue from Clavio Abandoned Flows without lifting a finger? Of course you are. And it's not magic. It's all about conversion tracking done right. It's a secret weapon for growth that many are yet to discover. Picture this. A user visits your site, signs up for a discount, adds items to the cart, and then they leave without buying. You're banking on your abandoned cart email bringing them back, right? But what if they're on iOS or Safari and their Klaviyo cookie expired? Your email may never reach them, and that's a missed opportunity. But that's where Elevar comes in. Elevar ensures these user sessions are stitched together so Klaviyo flows operate just as you'd expect, all thanks to Elevar's session enrichment and server-side tracking. The result? A 200% increase in emails sent to customers who would have otherwise slipped through the cracks and an almost 100% increase in revenue. Don't let your potential customers become ghosts. With Elevar, start seeing these improvements from week one. It's time to take your conversion tracking to the next level. Start your free trial at getelevar.com today. Their plans start at $0 a month, and all plans include a 15-day free trial. Go to getelevar.com to get started. E-L-E-V-A-R, Elevar. So you, you'd found the solution that worked. You had developed it yourself to solve this, this pain, this problem in your, your own life. And you got these other people are like, Hey, this works. So you know, a hundred percent, you have a solution that works here. And even then you got other people <laughs> telling you, Hey, yeah. you got to, other people need to know, like get this, get this secret out. We have solved this problem <laughs> that, you know, everybody who spent any kind of you know, time in the ocean is discovered. How did that feel? Annoying. <laughs> it, it, you know, I was a, I had a busy life. The last thing I wanted to do is, 
open this can of worms. Like I wasn't interested in it. I'd solved it for my kid and yeah, other families that were with us. And that, that was good enough for me. Like I'm a reluctant entrepreneur, Kurt. (laughs) But we did, we put it out on my Facebook page. Hey moms, if you're getting ready to go to the beach and your kids suffer from this, I have a solution. Well, holy cow. I had set over 700 comments, instant messages, text messages. I didn't even have 700 friends on Facebook. All these shares, it was bonkers. Right there on the beach, that's when the light bulb went off. Oh my gosh, if I have to make all of this when I get home, I need to set up an LLC and a bank account so that I can order raw materials and I can do this the right way. So right there on the beach, I set up an LLC. Right there on the beach, I opened a new checking account. And right there on the beach, we named it Salty Bridges. All that day. You know, coming up with a name is the really hard part. I can't believe it's just like, boom, salty britches, nailed it. (laughs) I mean, we were sitting around as a bunch of parents, and I knew I wanted britches in the name. I mean, you can't come up with a more Southern term than britches. And somebody said salty. I think it was one of the dads. And I'm like, salty britches, that's it. Everybody said, that's it. That's the name of it. Done. So we named it, um, and I instantly started working on a trademark for the name right there on the beach. All of this was happening that one day. You did like a full 180 here. What like what was the thing that made you decide to turn this into a business? Because you were reluctant, resistant until you weren't. You went like, no, absolutely not to I'm all in. The light. Well, I wasn't quite all in until about a year later, but the light bulb went off when all of those people on Facebook started asking me, what is it? How do I make it? How do I buy it? Where can I get it? Like, holy cow, there really is a need here. These people need this stuff. What am I going to do? Just tell them, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to make it for you. I mean, I'm not going to do that. So that's when the light bulb went off that, hey, there's a real market for this. So I thought, well, this is just a really small niche market. This is not really a, a thing. I just knew I had to order a lot of expensive raw materials and I wanted to be able to write it off on my taxes. So that's why I set up the LLC and the, all right. that's why that all, that was the process in my mind of, okay, what is the right way to order this stuff Did you be able to pay for it? You know, depending on the state, LLCs are varying levels of difficult to create. Like in Illinois, they're extremely easy. They're just a little pricey on the fee. Was there, did you use a service or you like, you were comfortable just, you know, filling out the application with the secretary of state? How'd it go? No, I actually went on LegalZoom. Okay. And did it. That's how I did mine the um, first time. Yeah, the first time. And then, you know, all the attorneys, when you get deeper and bigger, are like, oh, no, don't, don't use it. Like, Legal Zoom was your money? awesome yeah. for me in the beginning because yes. it also provided the pathway for the LLC and access to a trademark attorney at a pretty nominal fee. So that's where I started. I would do it that way again if I was going to create a new business. It, it really helped open my eyes to what was all required the organization, the um, organization agreement. I mean, there there's so many things that your state requires, articles of organization, um, lots of things. And LegalZoom walked me through every bit of that. Yeah, they just do it. You just pay, like, yes. here's the flat fee, and then they handle it, and you're good. Yeah, it was very, very easy, surprisingly. So once you've got that out of the way, and smart that you started with an LLC because it just – it filing your taxes, you know, yep. and offer some legal protection. Like you're at day one, you did that and you nailed the brand name and you've got the validation of the product. I mean, just like the stars have aligned here. 
Um, the but now you got to get into product development because just you know cranking it out in your kitchen at Tupperware you can't ship that. How do you go from right. from kitchen experiments to a a, a proper consumer product. That's exactly right. That's what you have to do. So my husband has a background in manufacturing and oh, I had again. I had a little, I know, right? Just fate. I know. Fate. I this had was a little, meant to be. It, well, it was all God divine intervention in my opinion. I mean, I had a background in manufacturing a little bit and then a pharmaceutical background. So we decided to call around to different co-packers or manufacturers for cosmetic products. I knew I didn't need a drug label for this. So a cosmetic label was going to be fine. And I wanted it made in the USA. That was really important to me. So we started calling co-packers slash manufacturers. And they all laughed me off the phone. Like, how many do you think you need? Oh, I don't know, 500. And they're like, oh my gosh, when you get to 50,000, call us back. Like, no, thanks, but no thanks. It's Way too that, small. That minimum order quantity gets you yes. at the start. So one really nice co-packer said, I tell you what you do. You go online, do a request for information for a cosmetic co-packer manufacturer, which is what I did. I Googled it, found the request for information, put out what I needed. Hey, I'm just getting started. I have a product I've developed. Um, and I need to find someone that can blend it and fill it and put it into jars, tubes, whatever I wanted to do. I had one manufacturer reply. And they were in a little tiny town of Mabel, Minnesota. And they were the nicest people. And they said, look, we can help you get started. You can even use our sample line. So we set up a call with these guys in Minnesota and myself and my husband and they asked us, you know, what we were doing. We signed NDAs, all of that, so I could talk to them about my formula. And they said, is your formula perfect? Like, do you think it's exactly what you want? And I said, no, I actually need a little help with the stability of it. Because my formula melted, and I didn't want it to melt at such a low temperature. They said, um, this was also by chance. This is just God-directed. They said, we have um, a contract chemist who's a cosmetic chemist that's a friend of ours, and that's who you need to talk to first. So I looked her up. Her name's Tammy, and she was in Iowa. And I called Tammy, and I said, hi, Tammy. You know, I have this product. I've blended it. It's not quite what I want. I think I need some help tweaking the formula. And uh, I want to fly to Iowa and come meet you. Now, she is in the middle of Nowhereville, Iowa. She's like, well, people don't typically come here. Like, I have a lab here, and... Normally, we just kind of ship products back and forth. I said, no, no, I'm I'm coming to Iowa. And I took my son, who at the time I think was maybe eight or nine. We flew to Iowa, rented a car, my son and I, drive from Cedar Rapids to Nowhereville, Iowa, and go to her lab and sit down across from her. She's got this dry erase board behind her that is slapped full of products that you and I know very well. So she is known across the country as the guru of stability. So products that have trouble with their formulas will contact her to help figure out their formula. And she is independent. Now, this is important because most co-packers have chemists on staff. And if they fool with your formula, tweak it or whatever, there are clauses in there where they may own your formula. So if you're doing anything like this, be very aware and read all the fine print, hire the lawyers, let them read the fine print. I got really lucky because I knew I did not know any better. 
but I met Tammy very early on in this process. So we tweaked the formula while I was there. It took her five minutes. Like it was a simple tweak. And I'm, I'm just a total science chemistry nerd anyway. And I wanted my son to be that way. He's not. Uh, let me tell you that. The kid could care less about anything to do with beakers and pipettes. Like give him a ball and he's good to go. But science, forget it. We learned that on that trip. He was so bored. <laughs> but we're in the lab blending and filling and tweaking and playing and got it exactly like I wanted it. So I sat down with Tammy and I said, Tammy, I need you to tell me, am I barking up the wrong tree here? Is this something I need to pursue or do I just need to pull the plug? Because this can really be a big expense. She said, no, absolutely. You need to pursue this. I believe 100% you have a product here and there's a market for it. She just kind of spoke life into it. So we go home from that trip. I nail down the formula, sign the NDAs and send it to the co-packer. And they want to run us on their sample line, which they do. And then I fly to meet them in Minnesota. And I sit down with them. I look at the products. I'm pretty happy with it. I'm just going to order about 2,000 of them, which is way more than I thought I needed. Well, I get the first- way less than 50,000 though. Right? I know. I get the first box shipped to our house. And it's a big thing. I call all the family in, our first product. We're going to open the product. And about half of them were so bad I couldn't sell them. Like the way they had sealed the tubes, they had twisted the labels around and it wasn't straight. I had about a thousand tubes that were so crooked, I could not have put them on any shelves. Like it was, they were not sellable. The very (sighs) next day, I get a call from someone that has something to do with special forces and they're near where we're located and they wanted to have lunch with me and they had gotten word about this product, had gotten some homemade samples of the product and they wanted to know if I could make it in a black tube. And it was, uh, the, it was the military. So the, you haven't even gotten to sell it yet and already the armed forces have showed up and are like, hey, can you make the mil spec version of this? Yeah. Yeah, I had product out there that I had blended and poured in my kitchen and a local market in town sold that. They were watching what had happened on Facebook and all this communication on Facebook of um, salty britches. You can go to Amy's house and pick it up out of a cooler on her front porch, which is exactly what I did. People put their money in the cooler and get a jar out of the cooler Oh, that's so fun. I was going nuts trying to figure out how to meet this demand and communicate with all these people and work full time and travel all the time. It was crazy. So this little market saw it and said, hey, why don't you let us sell your product here? And I'm like, thank you, Lord. Yes. So I took a bunch of it to them, Corley's Market in Greenwood. And then there was um, 105 West, which was a little boutique in Abbeville and a neighboring town. Both of those stores took it from me. And people came and bought it there. So at least got them off my front porch. And that's where these guys found the product was at that local market. And then I had lunch with them. I had no idea who they were. And I thought, well, yeah, I'm sure I can make it in a black tube. I mean, I can barely make it in any tube right now. I have a thousand tubes, in fact, that I cannot sell. Do you want them? And that was my first donation to the military. And I donated those 1,000 tubes that were twisted and messed up. 
And they said, we don't care what it looks like. As long as the stuff is the stuff, we don't care what the tube looks like. So that's how I started that relationship with those guys who are still in my life. They actually helped me write the copy on the black tube, came up with the logo for the military. And it's just been off to the races ever since. Hey, are you in the health and wellness space? Then we want to pop you up. Pump up your revenue by 10 to 15% overnight with Zipify one-click upsell. Zipify OCU uses AI to upsell and cross-sell, increasing your average order value automatically. So you make more money from every customer without breaking a sweat. Whether it's fitness gear, supplements, or self-care, one-click upsell lets you offer highly targeted upsells, product upgrades, and even subscription plans based on specific items in the cart. Or create one universal upsell funnel that instantly applies to thousands of SKUs at once. With a sky-high 16% average conversion rate and built-in split testing, it's no wonder one-click upsell has generated $500 million extra dollars for Shopify merchants. Install the app in minutes, launch your first upsell, and start generating 10 to 15% more revenue today, as in right now. Start your 30-day free trial at zipify.com slash Kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T. And for a secret gift, email help at zipify.com and request the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. Do you sell the military version? I do, yes. It's the same product as the it just has. blue. Yes, just marketing with their tube. That's cool. Is it the same price? Yep, everything's the same, except for the fragrance, which is a funny story because the military guys, the fragrance I chose was rose oil in our blue chafing ointment. Rose oil is a natural anti-inflammatory. So that's why I went through. And the only reason I put that in there is because you don't want to smell like cod liver oil and you don't want to smell like lanolin. Neither of those are very nice. Yeah. So to neutralize that, I put rose oil in it. Well, the military guys thought it was too sissy. <laughs> so I gave them the choice. Do you want rose oil or do you want a berry oil? Um both basically do the same thing. They just have slightly different, and you really don't smell it. It's just enough to neutralize the fragrance. And they chose the berry oil, and that's the only difference in the products. So it's just packaging and fragrance. Hey, I like that berry. They're like, all right, that's fine, but rose oil, get out of here. <laughs> that's exactly how the conversation went, which was so funny. And really, I almost feel like, shoot, I should have just said, suck it up. You're going to deal with the rose oil. Because now I have a whole nother skew and a whole nother formula. And the changeover for this at the co-packer is a, much more complicated because now I have a different formula. So they have to empty the machine so they can put the new formula in. So it that little tweak made a world of difference in efficiency and changeover. Our formula is what's called anhydrous. There's no water in it. So there's only a few co-packers in the country that will work with anhydrous because it's a pain. It's hmm. a pain. And changeover and efficiency and all of those things are part of the price that you have to pay to work with a co-packer. So I've, I've learned an awful lot, but I, I mean, the formula just works. I wouldn't change it. But um, it's funny because we got that start and I started my website. And I was going to ask, when, when do we start selling this stuff online? Yeah, shortly thereafter, and let me tell you, I was clueless about a website. You know, everybody has an opinion about it, but there was a local guy in town who is the smartest guy ever. His name's Andy Johnston. He's so smart, and he had built a lot of websites for people. 
So naturally, I called him and I said, I need to build a website. He said, okay. And he knew the whole story and what was happening. He said, we're going to use Shopify because it's by far the best option and has the most, well, it has most things that you need, you know, as far as building the website goes. Let's do Shopify. So I'm like, okay, that's how we'll do Shopify. Yep. So he helped me build our first website. Um, That was an amazing experience too. And then I actually went and hired um, a guy to help do a lot of the apps and the add-ons and things that we needed to build on the back end. He helped me do a lot of that. So between those two, we got our website up and running. Um, So that's how I got started there. And then I started shipping. Now, we have never done ads. We, like I told you in the beginning, I have kind of a love-hate relationship with uh, social media. I just didn't want to give them any of my money that I really didn't have. So at this point, we had not even sold our home or moved to a tiny house and really figured out how we were going to bootstrap the thing. That came after the website creation. Because here I go, okay, now all of a sudden these people are finding us simply from word of mouth and regular social media, not ads. And I shipped product to Syracuse, New York. And mind you, I had no idea who these people were. They turned out to be hockey players. Well, they emailed me and said, we cannot squeeze this out of the tube. It's too cold here. The product has solidified Uh and we can't squeeze it out. And I thought, oh, no. Like, that's not a problem in the South. But up there, it was a problem. So that day, I contacted my chemist in Iowa. And I said, all right, I got to tweak the formula again because I need a version for winter that won't freeze. And that became our third skew, winter skin relief. It won't freeze in the cold, but will melt in the heat. The blue and the black tubes won't melt in the heat, but will freeze in the cold. And it was a result of sending it to Syracuse, New York, to those hockey players. So um, that started a whole avalanche of projects. So at that point, I really thought, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm working full time. My son plays all these sports. We're super, super busy. And it I'm spending every waking second on salty britches. What are we going to do? So I go to my husband and he's like, we cannot, we can't not do this. And now he's really risk adverse. I'm the one that is all for change. You know, I'm, I'm very open to risk, willing to do whatever it takes. He's much more methodical and analytical. And he's like, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to sit down and make a plan. So we decided to sell our home. Sell. I had a cell in my basement with all of my clothes and shoes and purses and all the junk. We sold everything. We had a little tiny house that was in our family that was on a lake that had no closets, no washer and dryer. It was a cabin. It was a weekend cabin. That's where we moved. And then we took our kid out of private Christian school and moved him to public school in a new town where he didn't know a soul. All of that played a role into our story, but that's how we bootstrapped the business. We just sacrificed all of it. You really, truly went all in. 100%. Yeah. Greatest thing we ever did. Best decision we ever made. Sounds like it paid off. Hardest thing we've ever done. Oh, for sure. Far. Yeah. And when you say tiny house, do you mean like the those, those small houses that can fit on a trailer or just like a smaller house? It's a very small house. But it was built in 1982. So it was a tiny house before 
tiny houses were cool. Um, much less amenities than the newer tiny houses that they have these days. Um, it, yeah, it's there's a loft upstairs where my son sleeps, and then there was an extra room there that we made a closet for the family. We have one bathroom, um, a galley, little tiny galley kitchen. Like, it's small, and it, we have loved every second of it. Now, what's really funny is we moved into this tiny house, and the property next door was owned by a family, never to be sold. They knew our story. They knew what we were doing. We were able to buy six acres that was attached to that little tiny house, and we built a pole barn. And in the pole barn, we built a laundry room. And I'm talking to you right now from that pole barn. This is our headquarters. This is where we store our product. Our, we ship our product. Our employees come and work here, and they fill product here. I have a makeshift lab here. Um, yeah, it's become the headquarters, and it, this That's is still cool. where we do everything. And we're in the backyard of the tiny house. So I we literally, it. I can drive up the hill with my laundry, which I do every day, <laughs> and wash clothes while I'm working in the office. And it it just has fit our family so perfectly. We call it the shop. That's what we call it. People visit here. They come here and um, meet with me here. And I mean, we're in the middle of nowhere too, which is kind of a challenge, you know, for obvious reasons. We had transfer trucks delivering product. And now we're banned from having transfer trucks because we're down a hill and the transfer truck tries to leave the driveway and they, the little legs that, you put down on the ground when you drop the yeah. trailer. They dug into the asphalt of the oh, highway geez. all the way across the highway, and we blocked traffic in both directions for about four hours. <sighs> Needless to say, we can't have transfer trucks. So now when we do deliveries, it's box truck only, or then we or we go pick up whatever it is with a trailer. Um, there's been some things we've had to do to kind of figure out what our capabilities are here, um, but we've overcome them like it's, it's been a great thing. And now we've grown so much and we have a co-packer in Dallas that we work with that it's going to be our fulfillment center as well. So the product actually won't come here. Um, that's something we grew out of, of having to figure out all of those logistics. And so now our co-packer can handle all the big shipments and we never touch it. The There are some consistent themes here. You know, it's a you have a painter problem in your own life. This We see this with like so many entrepreneurial stories and there's no good solution. You're able to solve it. Then you see the need. Other people are asking for it. Uh, certainly there's there's some, fate, some, some stars align action there. But I think one of the things that's so important here is you're like, repeatedly you said, oh, they, they heard our story. They knew our story. They knew about us. There's a story here. People love stories. We are like for thousands of years, we are storytellers. And so when you have a compelling story that goes with the brand, and you know, they could put a face to it. They could put a family to it. That I think is is really important, and that helps drive your success because it it becomes it, it becomes viral, it becomes meme like, where they're they're able to share it by attaching the story to the product, and that helped you so much. Combined with your vision, your willingness to do the work, and to do it in a, a careful way, where you know you said, "Hey, we're going to go all in," and you said your husband's risk averse, and so. You, by meeting in the middle, you're able to come up with this this very same plan of, hey, let's downgrade our lifestyle to free up the cash flow to invest in the business that we're going all in on. I'm sure that was scary. Oh, that's an understatement. We just were convinced. I mean, we have such a belief in 
really what did it for us is when we were hearing from people we did not know. And they would go out of their way to email us or contact us or call us or send us a message on social media. And we did not know these people. So that's when it really hit me. Okay, this is real. This is not just friends and family that are patting me on the back. Good job. Nice product. We love it. I love those people, but I don't believe those people because, you know, they're friends and family. But when it's strangers and they're messaging you, okay, you know that you need to do more with this. But it is extremely frightening because it's so far out of a comfort zone. It's not normal. And your whole life is going to shift. And that includes people in your life because people are going to think you're crazy. There's going to be a lot of that. And you have to be okay with that. And that was really hard in the beginning because somewhere in there, I thought I was crazy. Like, am I, what is happening here? How is this forcing me down this path, whether I want to go down it or not? And it did. It just felt like it was such a supernatural draw that I could not have argued my way out of it. Like I just had to do it. And that it was that pull that I knew, all right, I'm on the path I'm, sp- I'm supposed to be on. And we've been all in. And it's it's cool. And I knew we were good when my seventh grader, after he moved to the new school, who did not know a soul in a country school where these kids have been friends since they were in kindergarten. And my son's the outsider coming in. And he comes to us and he says, it's cool because he didn't get invited to the things, you know, all these people, all these kids were getting together and he was getting left out. And that about killed me. That about made me want to quit. But he came to me and he said, it's okay. I know this is the role I have to play. Now that does not come from a seventh grader. And that was, it almost felt like, well, that's just divine because that's how he feels about it. And that's how he's coping with it. That's how we know, all right, we've got to keep going. We're on the right track here. So that ma- that made a difference for us when we knew he was okay. But yeah, it was a sacrifice and it was extremely scary. But aren't the best things always on the other side of that? A hundred percent. Yeah. Amy, what's next for Salty Bridges? Oh, gosh. I wish I had a crystal ball. We just keep climbing the mountain. I mean, we're just going to keep going. We're not going to stop. You know, we've, we've grown and gotten the attention of some pretty heavy hitters. Um, We're actually going to be spending some time with Iron Cowboy James Lawrence in October. I'm super excited about that. He's a fan of Salty Britches. If you don't know Iron Cowboy, he did 100 full-distance triathlons 100 days in a row last year. There's documentaries on him. Yeah. We're meeting people that are have put themselves in extreme circumstances, doing extreme things, running across America. Gosh, I don't know how many people we've met that have run across the country. There's a guy right now, Jeff Spire. He has got a huge following. He's a first form athlete. He loves salty britches, uses salty britches on his feet and his body to run across America. Like this, this has been a real up level for us, just the people that are using our product. So we're going to do live events, which we've been doing from the first, from the very beginning. We do live races. We'll be at the Georgia Jewel in September, which is a 100 mile race. Um, through the North Georgia mountains. We'll work some aid stations there. We meet our customers. You know, we, we've developed these relationships with people that we're cheering for. It's grown into an ambassadorship program for us. We have over 60 ambassadors and they're all people doing really crazy endurance events. 
Um, one of them is a kid that is 12 years old that has surfed every day for 1,200 days in a row. Can you imagine the beating your skin takes when you're in salt water every single day? Well, he loves salty britches. So we'll develop those relationships more and more, and we're going to do a lot more in the military. That's a huge project for us that we're working on. Um, we we kind of have let the product tell us where to go next. And our buckets have turned out to be surf shops, boutiques. Uh, we just hired a rep group. We're going to start selling our hats and shirts because the name Salty Bridges is so fun. It's a good name. People want to wear the gear and have no idea what the product is. So we're that has come up over and over and over. So we're going to work on that, and we're going to sell gear. You know, it's a lot of fun. I mean, we're growing. We're going to be hiring. We're going to be bringing some people in house instead of just contracting out. We've got a big plan, and the trick for us from day one has been writing that plan down, and then backpedaling to figure out how to meet that goal. And that's just worked for us over and over and over, and we'll continue to do that. That's such good advice, Amy. If I needed to get some salty britches, where would I go? You could find it just about anywhere. But our website, Shopify, we're still big fans of Shopify, is GetSaltyBritches.com. Um, you can find us on Amazon, Salty Britches. Um, you can find us on Walmart.com. Um, gosh, just Google it. We'll pop up. You can find it. We're not we're not hiding from anybody. <laughs> we will. I'll get myself some Salty Britches. I'm going with, uh, you know, the black mill spec is cool. Like, I can't resist that even if, you know, I like the rose, but I'll get some for our next our next beach vacation. Not a lot of salt water in the Midwest, it turns out. No, but you have a lot of wind and a lot oh, of yeah. cold and salty britches bonds to the skin, so it prevents wind burn, but it'll soothe it after the fact too. So dry hands. You're right, it's really the lips. winter one that I need. That Probably. like February here is just just vicious. Miserable. Yeah. Yep. Amy Tucker, Salty Britches. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Kurt. I appreciate it. The unofficial Shopify podcast is brought to you by Loop. Loop is a returns management platform that makes returns profitable and stress-free for you and your shoppers. Loop offers automated returns, exchanges, and store credit options to lower costs and increase revenue. Do you want to offer at-home pickup or boxless drop-offs? Need to lower return costs or increase repeat purchases? How about all of the above? That's what's possible with Loop. Loop delivers customized returns management solutions for Shopify merchants of all sizes, like Studs, Princess Polly, Code Epoxy, to turn returns into returning customers. Find out why thousands of Shopify merchants choose Loop to manage their returns at loopreturns.com. That's loopreturns.com.